in my rap. Rockstar life, so much money, I'll make you laugh. Hey, the bitch they hate, and you can't miss what you never had. Hey, hey, off the juice, coding got me tripping. Cut the coop, walker roof is missing. Ice, lemonade, my neck was tripping. Live once again in Greenwood. Bonjour, shalom, what's up? And welcome to How You Live in the episode after there was a coup attempt and terrorist attacks at the Capitol. Episode 99% and a bitch ain't one. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we are here uh, live in effect post-coup attempt. Uh, our, our man Trump Pita is not going to be president again come two weeks from today. Uh, that's right, folks. It is... January 7th, 2021, in the year of our Lord, and uh, you're listening to the number one show in Greenwood, uh, live from the Just Paid Rent Studios. We have Chaz the Man live in the Chaz Tower in the Million Dollar Studios. This show is simple. It starts with me asking my friend Chaz a question, and that question is, how are you living, Chaz? I mean, it's been a while, and real talk, I'm still fu- I don't, I don't know completely how to process yesterday. Like, I, yeah, yeah, that I, was wild. I totally don't know how to process yesterday. I was thinking, like, I want to talk about it because I realized we haven't been on the podcast in a while, and I forgot how much I use this as a resource just to like disseminate all the crazy shit that Trump does and all the crazy shit that his supporters do. And all like the obfuscation that like all the other Republicans do. And like in terms of that, it feels like same shit, different day. But it just keeps escalating to get worse and worse and worse. And now we've climbed back to the point where, you know, people like like people cowering in their seats as people just sit in different offices and and people got shot because they were armed. There were pipe bombs found. Right. Like. Like, I, I'm sorry, wild. like, Republicans, you're never living this shit down, like, ever. Like, don't, 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 if there's one thing, if you're, if you're going to listen to this and then cut it off in, like, the first five minutes, just don't, just don't let Republicans live this shit down, because they can't. They can't. They're all complicit. Yeah. And, and I mean, in, in all honesty, you know, there, there are definitely some uh, fringe elements to what happened yesterday. Um, I don't even know if all of what was happening yesterday you would identify as Republicans. Obviously, Trump fanatics, obviously a little bit of the QAnon movement uh, manifesting itself. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just, just wild nonsense. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's been it's been a while. Uh, episode ninety eight, I think we recorded just about two months ago. We were gonna do a post uh, election episode, and then uh, it just seemed like the world kept getting weirder. And uh, you know, there was elections in um, kind of in flux, and it just it just didn't seem like the time to to come on and just kind of speculate what was gonna happen. I wanted to get a little bit closer. I think yesterday is kind of an example of the things. Uh, I wanted to at least give a chance to see if it was going to happen that way. And, uh, and then, uh, also, you know, December of all months is kind of a good month to take off. If you're going to stop a recording, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can, uh, you can get back to family, zoom with your family and, uh, and, and kind of enjoy the holidays and the new year. And, uh, so now, now we're here. No real need to do any callbacks because uh, I don't think we're up to date on even what we were talking about. So 
yeah, you know, call no. back to uh, watch the Disney afternoon. Uh, <laughs> call back, go back and watch uh, TGIF on ABC in the early nineties. Uh, you know, call back, uh, watch Hard Knocks, uh, the program before every NFL season, and uh, and call back, uh, register to vote, Black Lives Matter. Uh, I think that gets you up to speed on our callbacks. Um, but yeah, I, I essentially, I, you know, I'm living all right as well, uh, living through the pandemic. Obviously, uh, each day is, you know, a blessing in this world, especially if you have a job and you're employed and, mm-hmm. um, and you stay virus free. Uh, you know, as I've spoke about on the show, I work in healthcare. I'm kind of in the administration side of healthcare. I'm not like a nurse or a doctor, uh, but I am in the process of getting the vaccine. Um, I got my first dose last month and, uh, I'm set to in the next week or so get, uh, the second shot and, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, just a piece of the puzzle. Uh, I think it's good that they, they did healthcare workers first since we're kind of just in general getting exposed to COVID, uh, a a lot, you know, people, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think, you know, uh, gas station employees and, and, uh, and grocery stores and all those are are also good candidates to, to get it. Um, you know, in, in, in their world, they actually don't know who has it. I guess one of the, the benefits of my job is, is it, it's usually made evident who has COVID. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're testing all the symptomatic people. So, um, yeah, just, you know, just kind of taking in our blessings and, and knowing that, uh, that, that each day is not promised and, and that we've got to, we got to work hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and with that, you know, we were talking about the importance last time of uh, the Georgia Senate races and what right. it could do to flip the Senate. And it happened! And it happened. <laughs> and one of the, the closest elections in our, our nation's history as far as for um, uh, for the senators and especially the, the you know, biggest surprise in a long time to have two democratic senators from the state of georgia you know i don't i don't really know a time in our history where that would have been the case or even been close to the case i think there was a time obviously where the south uh identified closer to the democratic the dixiecrats as they were called Mm -hmm. um but you know the progressive new age left uh hasn't really done well in the south Mm -hmm. and uh that's a good that's a good indicator for hopefully some things to come and the possibility of uh, of some victories elsewhere. Um, other than that, you know, it's uh, you know, it's been about Biden uh, biding his time <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, starting to select the candidates. Um, you know, he picked a, a person with Native American background for interior secretary. I think it today. I think he he announced uh, Merrick Gardland as his uh, AG. Yup. So um, you know Biden's making moves, and uh, you know uh, toddler in chief is uh, is being a real baby about everything, and you know everything that happened on one six twenty twenty one is going to go down in history as Trump's fault. Um. You know, he he mm-hmm. caused the rhetoric from the the get with his little uh, speech and and march on the Capitol, and and he you know he's to blame for uh, for everything we saw that happened yesterday. And um, you know, I, I know he's going to try to 
distance themselves from the the violence and from the the crimes that were committed but uh he's the instigator in chief so you know he's gonna have to hopefully eventually settle up for for the things that happened yeah and um, and i yeah, also hope that um like so there's an interesting article uh first to follow back on the uh first native american interior um secretary uh, I believe their name is um, Representative Deb Holland. Um, she's a Democrat from New Mexico. And so that's going to be good, good. We probably should do a little bit of a, um, well, maybe have a little bit of a deep dive on her or other people later. I do want to bring people on because I have met people who have worked in policymaking or work in activism. I do want to bring one of our, not, not science uh, correspondent, but old... Uh, one of our very old guests from like episode seven or eight, maybe they can come back. So, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, what did I want to say about? Yeah, I think like right now we just have to like hold everyone who was complicit there, because like Trump, Trump of course, like as everyone has been saying, is a symptom, not the disease. And instead of trying to cure the disease, we just seen the last four years basically just being all sorts of obfuscation just to um maintain where they're at because i think what was interesting about yesterday trying to view it in real time so i i would, hadn't watched c-span in a very long time but then i watched c-span because i started to watch c-span because i just wanted to know how the vote was going to go and what was going to be the bullshit about them doing the whole like oh man um we're going to try to contest the votes even though like you know there was really no legal grounds for that and we know that like if you like like the, the sad thing is if i have to say the words if you believe like the three times they did the recount in um, Georgia, right? And when you right. break down when people, like one of the things that kills me about this, one of the key things of misinformation that I see floating out there that was said by some of the senators last, oh no, sorry, some of the um, representatives on the floor last night is how are you going to have more votes, um, like more votes than people registered, right? Which couldn't actually happen. What they did was, and in a sly way or maybe because nobody's going to check how they did their thing, they can get away with this bullshit line is that they took the numbers from 2016, like the number of people who voted in 2016, right. And tried to compare that to the number of people registered in 2020, which was right. way higher than back then. Cause everyone knows how apathetic people were about both Trump and Hillary and the the turnout was low. The amount of vote, like the total voter amount that came out and voted was like 40 something percent. Right. Like, so. Right. So like them. And it's the the Stacey Abrams effect. Right. Because she was she ran in 2018. Mm -hmm. Right. She was a midterm run. Yeah. And she literally ran on a campaign of getting the vote out, forcing people to, to register in areas that she knew from their research were were low uh, registration rates and got them to the polls and uh, and almost won the governorship. And um, that playbook was what was used by the Democrats uh, on Tuesday, you know, was or throughout this month of the of the runoff. Yeah. And so you had the 2018 register rolls. And then on top of that, you had a, a few other hundred thousand or so. Uh, new or uh, first-time voters in the in the runoff, right? Because I want to dive into that a little bit more. As much as like I know this 
podcast needs to make a commentary about the coup attempt. The one thing that you just need to know about the coup attempt is if you have Republicans in your life, you literally cannot let them live this down, right? When when they're telling you about Antifa and stuff, it's not Antifa, right? That's the one thing. Don't don't get to the point where you give them a break because that's how we lose the democracy because we almost lost the democracy yesterday, right? Like don't 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 mince words around it. That's why we almost um, lost the democracy yesterday, which is why I want to start using this podcast to start focusing on politics as power because that's been the GOP strength, right? They don't give a fuck. Right. They're just like, we're in control. We got power. We're going to do this thing. Now, my fear is that Democrats are just going to be whole home and not do shit. But we'll critique it when it happens. Anyway, yeah. um, I wanted to just get well, that off my chest so we could, like, you know, start talking about things in the future. Right. Because I don't yeah. know what much else we can do to speculate about what happened yesterday other than like, it's wrong. Don't let them live that shit down. You know, you know, the severity of what happened. <laughs> right? So, right. Right. And I mean, I guess I guess, you know, we could run through kind of the bullet points um, on the off chance that someone wasn't paying attention or is listening to this podcast and was young at the time and, and mm-hmm. didn't know what happened on January 6, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, uh, Trump had a speech and he was given his speech in the early morning. And the speech was a lot of rhetoric about a stolen election, mm-hmm. uh, about how they had the proof and that they weren't going to stand for it. Mm-hmm. And that, the, the his team, the Republicans, were going to object to multiple state counts and and try to put a stop to what he was calling a a, a theft of, of the election and and using terms like an obvious win, a landslide in on his behalf. And after um, finishing up that speech, he went and said it went ahead and said, "Let's walk down to the Capitol and let them know." you know, your voices, let them hear mm-hmm. you, let them know how mad you are. And then he, of course, just disappeared. You know, it's not like he was knocking on the door of the Capitol with these mm-hmm. people. He he went home. He went home to his safe little area of the White House and watched the chaos on TV, like all of us who weren't there in D.C. Mm-hmm. And, and the mayhem that we saw were a bunch of MAGA hat wearing, Trump flag waving, uh, right-wing, alt-right weirdos, Nazis, all kinds of uh, groups, the the Proud Boys, uh, and and they were and they were, you know, at first just yelling and chanting, and then they started breaking through uh, the Capitol cops' lines, and you know, there's different video footage of of what amount of participation the capitol police were in allowing them to get through certain areas um you know it it's going to be analyzed for you know the next decade as far as what actually happened between what was supposed to be the the police force in protection of the building and and the mob that was entering but essentially they made access to the grounds they scaled walls they uh, they scaled scaffolding that was there for um, some renovation and construction projects that were ongoing. And then they began to bust down doors, break windows, uh, illegally enter office spaces, stealing um, memorabilia, podiums, letterhead. Um, and, and essentially at one point, 
uh, broke into the barricaded uh, Senate and House chambers mm-hmm. and got to the point where all of the, the collective members who were in the House chambers at the time as a um, unified session, and they escaped out the back under you know uh, police protection with, luckily, the electoral vote counts mm-hmm. and all documents uh, ascertaining to that situation. And then the people made it into that area. And, and one person, sadly, uh, at the time was shot dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple people f- succumbed to other medical emergencies and died due to their actions there. They had heart attacks and, and things. And, and it was definitely not an area that was going to be easily accessible for emergency personnel. And they're actually taught not to show up to riot and mob type events um, you know, if there's not like a safe way for them to make entry. And so, you know, there's lives that are on the line that actually were lost because of the chaos and, 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 you know, the Republican or the, the mobs that was there, you, you know, they have to take fault for that. And, uh, and then ultimately there was a bunch of selfies being taken and stuff and, and, and just ridiculous stunts. And unlike, uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter marches that we've seen in the past, Mm -hmm. instead of having a large National Guard presence almost immediately or in the case of the BLM prior to the event, Mm -hmm. uh, there was no uh, response from the National Guard until hours, hours later, Mm -hmm. four or five hours after the original chaos ensued. And uh, no, no immediate arrests on the scene to to what we would see when media coverage was covering it in the first few hours. Mm-hmm. They, they later, I heard thirteen uh, arrests were made. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you've got seven thousand people marching in an area illegally, thirteen arrests is like like I mean, that's that's a drop in the bucket, and that's yeah. literally like were they double parked? Like like were they the ones like the couple people who were open carrying? Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a lot. And, you know, Trump came out somewhere around one o'clock recording a video saying that he he loves them. He appreciates them. He never used the term leave or or to to go home. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, um, you know, I think after his t- Twitter got uh, suspended and he tweeted through one of his aides accounts for, for everyone to go home and to respect the authority of law. So that is what, uh, transpired. And then hours later, um, to Mike Pence's credit, um, he called the session back in order and he presided over, um, a multitude of electoral state ballot counting. And they got all the way through Georgia, which was supposed to be an objection, but uh, Miss Loeffler, who had just lost her election that day, mm-hmm. removed her objection, her official Senate objection, which at that point made the um, the 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 objection of, of Georgia null and void, and so they moved right on, and then um, it got all the way to uh, Pennsylvania, and the uh, objection was placed again, uh, and so. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, the session was suspended for uh, till the next morning, and uh, and ultimately uh, Biden did preside over a winning campaign. Uh, it was certified, and it is going to happen that on January twentieth, Joseph R. Biden Jr. will be uh, 
inaugurated. Yeah. So, yeah. There's your uh, nuts and bolts of a crazy event. And, you know, I, I, I knew, I saw it was a slow-moving car wreck. Like, I knew there was going to be something like that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of the way he drums up his people at the rallies. The way they, I mean, this show, our podcast started with a YG uh, rap clip of young black women discussing getting kicked out of a Trump rally in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first five seconds of this podcast in December of 2016. When we launched it, we started with rhetoric fueled rallies that caused the departure of black women from just attending because Mm -hmm. of the nature of the message and the, and the candidacy that Trump was and, and, you know, as much as they like to sidestep the race issue, they weren't comfortable having liberal black people in the room, even if it's just a rally and mm-hmm. they're just there to, to discuss publicly their, their platform. They still felt that it's, it's, a, it's a problem to have them there. And, you know, that type of rhetoric, you take that and you run it for four years in the White House. Yeah. And this, this is the result. This is, this is all, all the Charlottesville, mm-hmm. all the Trump rallies, all the Proud Boy moments in Portland and Seattle, mm-hmm. all the, the BLM, uh, anti BLM kind of style protesting mm-hmm. that these groups were doing in Minnesota and Missouri. This is just another moment that was tied to his rhetoric, to Trump isms and, and, and his hate speech. And it doesn't matter if he doesn't say outright, I hate black people or I hate immigrants or Mm -hmm. I hate Muslims. It's there. It's in between the lines. It is 100% there and his people hear it and they feel activated by it. And we need to take this back. And like you're saying, we need to hold, if you're just a Republican, if you're just a conservative Republican and you have values and you voted for Bush maybe in 2003 and you never really liked Trump and you, maybe you held out on this election, you need to stand up to these types of groups and, and Trump. You need to find mm-hmm. a way to make your party represent America again because what Trump represents is not America. It's hate, and that is not what we are. Uh, people have referenced the the – John Adams, uh, Thomas Jefferson election of 1801, where it was heated. A lot of people said that John Adams was virtually an Englishman running for American president and uh, that uh, Thomas Jefferson was too naive mm-hmm. to, to run the country. And he was going to he was going to run us into the ground and probably get stomped on by by the English and the French at the time. And instead, when John Adams lost the election, he handed the keys over to his rival, Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. He didn't make a, a speech about the, the problems of the election. He didn't make a speech about how terrible Thomas Jefferson was. No, he stepped down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's they, they kind of had this frenemies relationship for the rest of their life. They actually died on the same day, which just happened to be uh, July 4th. Right. <laughs> but, um, and I, I can't remember which one died first, but the other one's last words were, uh, my only regret is that the other one lives. <laughs> and, and it turned out that the other one had died earlier, but 
it, it's it just shows that um even if you have the type of rhetoric that is against another party or against another person there is still a civility to to representing this country and allowing people to 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 make the choices they make you know in continental congress that led to the development of this government they argued for months in Philadelphia summers mm-hmm. and, and basically agreed to disagree for the remainder of the days. They were like, let's put something on paper that can get us to fight against the British together. And we will pause this argument for another day. Mm-hmm. And we've spent the last 212 plus years arguing. Mm-hmm. We, that's what we do. And, and allowing other people to present their case, present their motion and letting the people decide, that's the key. And, and, and what Trump is doing is ignoring all of that. He's, he's becoming the Putin of America. He's, mm-hmm. he's putting his personal stamp on everything. His, it's his way or the highway. And, and that's not America, and that's not Republican, and that's not what government and elections and electoral college and, and all these things are built for. And uh, I just hope that, you know, come January 20th, when we inaugurate the new uh, president and, and we start a new administration, I'm not expecting like a completely different country, obviously. Mm-hmm. I know that sometimes Definitely. we want more from the Democrats than the Democrats actually deliver to us. Um, but I do hope for uh, an opportunity for both sides to look at each other, see the things that they want to do in the future that is positive work together and recognize the voice that the people have. And if the people's minds and the, and the, and the makeup of the public is changing, if we are becoming a rainbow coalition of a nation of, of new voices and, and, and immigrants and cultures and things, then, then the changes and choices of our lives should reflect that. And we mm-hmm. can't hold on to these old ideals. It, make America great again is an assumption that America was great. And America still needs to work to be great. We have never been great. Mm-hmm. We've been okay and we've been terrible. And those are the things we've been. Great is nothing we have ever been. Uh, you know, if we have 7,000 homeless people that live daily in the city of Seattle, and yet we have 10 of the largest corporations in America here. It, you know, what is America if you can't feed and house 7,000 single you know, Americans, let alone the hundreds of thousands in our country, let alone the underemployed, the underfed, the underserved. So let's not use the term great. Let's, let's make this like every boss who's ever told you when they're doing the coaching moment at your work, this is an opportunity to learn. And I want you to look at this job and every day that you're in this job as another opportunity to learn, Mm -hmm. you know, don't sit here and think we know the answer. Let's keep looking towards what the next answer is and know that we still have room to grow. And I, I know I'm like on a soapbox and I'm ranting, but you know, we spent two months off the mic and, and it's been a crazy 24 hours. And right. Uh, no, no, you're good. But, but that's all I'm saying is, is I, I don't expect, you know, Biden to just turn the key and the, and everything's going to run perfect. No, I, I know the Democrats and I know what they do, but let's let's use this time as a transition, not only of government, but but of our impression of what government means and what our impression of ourselves is. And and you know, you've talked about evolving this podcast. You know, we we 
we all have a platform and mm-hmm. if it's in your discourse with your family, if it's in your discourse with your friends, if it's only, if your only solo platform is your vote, your singular vote for your municipality, your state and your, your federal government, it's still a platform. And mm-hmm. we all need to stand up for the things we believe in on our platforms and let's start uniting these platforms. Let's start recognizing what all makes us not only good Americans, but good people of, of a world that is very small. You know, it's the, the more we, we explore space and see like just how alone we are in the universe. Uh, we, we need to, to recognize how much we need each other and the new ideas and the goal setting and all these things. And, um, that's what will make America great, you know, uh, boxing people out, ignoring culture, ignoring uh, the racism that occurs. Um, you know, th- those things won't do anything but make us worse than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. So, you know, R.I.P. George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. Right. R.I.P. Breonna Taylor. Right. R.I.P. Taylor. I mean, yeah, because... Because like it, it just feels like if you just go through our catalog of um, podcasts, it's just like you see the points where everything was escalating up to this point. But I mean, right. like when we start going in, like we'll, it's funny because we've done it for four years, and then we get to see like the four year cycle of a new president and see what happens. Like budget reconciliation is coming up, um, right. and and we yeah, saw we've, that. Never, we've never done this show. Mm-hmm. With- a, a different person in charge yeah you know and, we, we well i guess we had obama for like 90 days we had the lame duck period of obama we, or not even 90 <laughs> days yeah like 30 days yeah because yeah, like our fifth episode is by obama right bye barry <laughs> bye barry yeah. <laughs> remember oh, i was like man. bye barry i don't know what's gonna happen i'm like now, now I'm kind of like, because like when we started the podcast, I would definitely say I was more liberal. And now that we're at this point, I'm definitely more progressive. And then I'm looking at Barack Obama like, fuck you mean Barack Obama, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm a, yeah. I'm a little disenfranchised from Barack Obama now, honestly, y'all, right? Yeah. Like, and, but yeah, everything you said about what happened yesterday, about the terrorist attack that happened after a rally, just to drum up his troops with the lies that he kept spilling from the beginning. Like Trump has been lying about this shit since September or, or even August when it was like the pandemic. Well, we're going to have to boost vote from home stuff. He's like, no, no, it's fraudulent. Like the entire fucking time. Right. Like, and then the interesting thing that got me is listening to C-SPAN and hearing this one woman who was crying. And because she was like, that would mean he's lying to me. It's like, yes. And, Actually, one of the other things, uh, one of the other pieces of media that I listened to surrounding the um, the election, I, I can't remember if it was um, The Daily or if it was, um, what is it, Vox's Daily Podcast Today Explained, but they did a two-parter where one, they went over to Democrats, and the second time they went over to Republicans. And one right. of the people that she met is, is something of a fairly typical story I've heard about people who were once liberal, but then went over to being conservatives and that's when like they came from like a more liberal big city then started living with them and then they're just like well they're not as bad as people say right like and and i understood that but then when she was like if all of these people are signing on to it how are they wrong and i'm like 
because they're lying to you <laughs> it's right. like right and, well, and, and it's a lot to do with you know our our adaption with the uh social media movement you know we we created these circles we only hear the ideas that we want to hear you know and these people that aren't willing to hear other people's ideas they're part of this this is all kind of building from that yeah you know, they stay on those channels they stay on 4chan they stay in those facebook groups but yeah um, and and you you know it's it's gonna keep it's gonna keep ramping up like Yesterday wasn't a, a stop in stopping point of of this all. Like yesterday was an example of what they are going to try and do. And even when they don't have power, you know, they're that this is going to be an example of things they're going to try. So we have to be ready for that. And and mm -hmm. I guess there's one more thing that I want to say, and then I want to transition to like politics and power and talking about Raphael Warnoff and uh, John Ossoff. Um, like I remember listening to an episode of one of the daily, not politics podcasts, but just news po uh, podcasts. And one of the things that they mentioned was about what would a civil war look like now? Like they were kind of playing war right. games. And one of the instances was if Biden wins, right? And Trump jumps up his people, like it wouldn't be like one big large scale <clears throat> war, but it would be a little instances of them having skirmishes across the country um at Throughout different times and needing yeah. to be called down and that's exactly what happened yesterday and there were people at that event yeah. saying civil war starting january 6 2021 and you know to some degree they might be white <laughs> it might be white it might be right <laughs> <laughs> they, they also might be white um yeah and i mean we had people here in washington storming the yeah. the, the governor's mansion you know what what was going on there so yeah, yeah. anyway it, uh, i guess that means we also need to flex our second amendment rights just to protect ourselves if we need to but hopefully like in this instance that like i do want to talk about like now that the democrats have a, a modicum of power like like we have slim majorities but we can do things with slim majorities so, like, one of the things, like, right now we have, like, four segments on the show are supposed to, like, America is a mindfuck, This Week in Fake News, Political Action is Lit, and My Random Musings, and we don't really, I do want to talk about how America is still a mindfuck, because it's still going to be a mindfuck, like, you know, 70 million people still voted for Trump, and 70 million people are, have things that are going to affect them that, if not addressed, it's, it's you know, Shit's going to go down, right. right? And I do think there are things you we can address, like, legislatively that'll help them without you having to be, like, all deep into their humanity and all that shit. Because I know, I know people are just fed up with that shit at this point. They're just like, like, nah, don't at me, right? And But one of the things I wanted to recognize is you brought up Stacey Abrams, and there's a really good listen I had about, like, the work Stacey Abrams did. And one of the things I wanted to point out is we talked about John Ossoff on the show but all the way back in 2017, when he was one of the people running for the House, right? And he was running for the House in okay. Georgia, right? And he came yeah. really close to winning, but he lost. Now, we heard everything about Georgia. Like, we heard about Kemp doing all the gerrymandering, uh, closing the places where black people are going to vote. 30% of the vote is the vote that happens in Georgia. I wanted to make that comparison to um, Amy McGrath who also ran for the House in 2017 and lost, and then went up against um, a sitting Senator McConnell 
and lost in the difference between John Ossoff, who at this moment in time is projected to win, and there it is a close enough margin where it'll get a recount. And but the recount recounts historically only add hundreds of votes, and he he has about the last time I checked, he was up by sixteen thousand votes, but that was like a day ago. Right. So so mind yeah. you that my information is outdated as of the seventh of, of this recording, but. But that is the that is the thing about like how you um you coalition build and you build your voter base because I mean I know there's a lot of Republicans out there that would argue how is their voter suppression when she got more people out there to vote well no she just did the numbers right like the numbers were close but she knew that there were I think eight hundred thousand votes that belonged to people of color who were moving into the city and six hundred thousand of them belonged to black people who didn't engage with the voting system. And then she went out there and used her power of culture. And one of the things that I found interesting is that her parents are, I believe they're Methodist uh, pastors. And there were books on how to build a um, build a church community. And, and she used uh, the theories and practices learned from that in order to hold the rallies in the, and get people to vote in those situations, which had a substantial effect in getting John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock elected into the Senate. So one of the things that if you're listening to this podcast, if this is your first time listening or if you've been listening for a long time, we have to stay activated. Like you have to completely stay activated. If you're here in Seattle with us, there's still things we have to do with homelessness, right? There's still things um, we have to do about our regressive tax strategy in the state itself, right? So, like, this is a good victory. We should, like, whatever you do to relax, like, have a good glass of wine, right? Eat a good steak, right? Maybe have a cheat day or something. But then stay activated, right? Like, we, I've constantly been talking about in the past year of, like, how important it is to have a political platform. It's still important for you to have a political platform, right? It's still important for yeah. you to know how the legislature is going to go through and actually <clears throat> make those things happen so it has real impact on real people's lives, Right? And, and this is why, like, I think um, political action is lit, but a lot of my soapboxes will be more so in trying to articulate how politics are power and how, I mean, as I, as much as I understand, like, the moral value of it, I was talking to a friend, and they were saying that they were trying to get one of their friends to go into politics, and they felt a little bit bad um, because they think they would corrupt him. And I was just like like corrupt them on and then they didn't really have like a pointed reason why they think they were corrupt it's like kind of like a bad feeling in the back of their mind and i'm just like politics are uh, power right the gop understand politics are power that's why they're always uniform that's why they're always together that's why if you if you watched it on c-span last night or any network that was doing live after the terrorist attack happened and they came back to um uh, recertify yeah, the votes. Doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like every time they were reading from a list and, and they and they knew it, they were unified. And this is the complaint that we always had about, you know, the left. And and I'm saying like we should unify a little bit more. I am hoping, I, I think some good reads in the next two weeks before like the first 100 days start is um It's Time to Fight Dirty, that book that we talked about before that goes into the things like the things that they're all fearing that we will do, right? Like getting rid of the filibuster or, you know, adding more people to the Supreme Court, right? Um, I, I won't say the Green New Deal because if you know what the fuck you're talking about, the Green New Deal is actually a complex set of different uh, different policy things that would go into place and it wouldn't be just one blanket deal, 
right? Just like right. how like the New Deal you, back you in the nineteen, 19- you can yeah. win victories in it if if just certain things go the right way. Like, mm-hmm. you, you end up getting more wind farms in Oklahoma. You know that that's a win towards the Green New Deal. But the overall, you're not going to get some legislation that's just going to change the way we do things uh, nationally. That's just going to be the Green New Deal. You know, right? Yeah. So there's things of that nature. There's hopefully like one thing, honestly, um, if they can do it uh, outside of the things that are not budget reconciliation if they can get DACA through finally where so all of those people, all of those people who work their asses off. Right. Didn't choose to come here. They were brought here because their families were trying to find a better life. Right. And I don't care if you want to call them like, like, no, no person knows illegal. Right. If they're undocumented, make a way for them to get undocumented. Like today, I subjected myself to fucking Ben Shapiro, but it was actually kind of great because I was just laughing the entire time because he was upset. He was fucking upset. Like, he was so mad. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and but one of the things he was against, he was like, he was talking in a tone that said that if 20 million individuals who are currently undocumented, living in fear, living in fear of getting deported, actually have a chance to be citizens that would be a bad thing because we don't know how much economic output we're going to get from them. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, they're people. They're not machines, right? I know the economy is important, but this is why I'm also like, fuck capitalism because people say shit like that and dead-ass people take that seriously. And worst of all, people think that is something to aspire to, right? And I'm like, huh? (laughs) So... Yeah, that's, I mean, that that is the problem with capitalism. You know, it takes the humanity out of humans Mm -hmm. and turns us into dollar signs and you know there's nothing positive that's going to come out of that and you're not going to have progressive change or or open-mindedness towards something that could help other people or see other people for what they are Mm -hmm. if all you're going to break it down to is money if we're going to break it down to is money we got to look at how we've been responding to these covid things because the only people who are making money hand over fist right now are these giant ass corporations yeah and how how are we going to get these bookstores and these restaurants and all these things open once we get past the pandemic if you're just letting them close you're giving them no uh umbrella blanket of of financial stability and you know the winner in this capitalistic society is always going to be these megalith corporations because they have the the backing of the banks to 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 basically withstand whatever the problem is and we can't have every store on the block be owned by walmart amazon target Mm -hmm. you know we we run this country off uh middle income and and you know small businesses and if we're not willing to create the fail safes for those areas of our country what is capitalism if the backbone of our economy keeps failing because the only thing we look like we protect are banks and corporations? Right, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, so if, like you're listening to this and people start like talking about how like, oh, it's going to be so bad that they raise taxes. Like one of the things I've always tried to point out on this show about how Republicans seem to communicate is they always communicate with the macro. And if you deep, we go deep down into the micro and just ask simple questions like invest in what? Raise our taxes how? Right? Or, you know, anything that if you take a modicum of critical thinking 
it doesn't always just crumble, but you would have to, you know, think about it a little more. Like, how is it actually going to affect you? Is this, is it going to affect you poorly? Is it going to affect you positively? Like, and, and that's what I think you're going to get a lot of shit. Oh, and added right now, apparently they're trying to blame the terrorist attack. Um, that was from white supremacists and everything beyond on Antifa, which I'm not surprised by that. It's, it's a very on brand for America's GOP at the moment, but but that's just like how you know they're always playing offense. Like we've talked about this before, right? This is this is the right. the the white supremacist playbook here in America. So so yeah, I mean yeah. I mean I definitely hope that um, the left, the coalition of the left that exists right now, because we do have some liberals who are a part of the House and. Um, the Senate, and then we do have some left. We have leftists who mostly are a part of um, the House. Hopefully, they can push some things there that I feel like if we don't do them, the impact is going to be felt greater on. And and I think I think the one important thing that I forgot to mention that I finally thought about again is what we've recognized in these four years of Trump is that a lot of our best practices, a lot of our norms, they're not codified in law. Right. And because they're not codified in law, it just allows people to run rampant over them. Right. So if there's one thing that we need to do with the majority as soon as possible is the shit that allow Trump to get shit fucked up. We need to codify that into law. Like all of that in like game of inches that came with the executive power that Obama put through. Fuck all that noise. Take that shit away from the president. Nah, I don't think so. Right. I don't even know. Yeah. You, you, to be honest with you, I don't even know if um, president should have pardon power anymore. Like, but what it I mean, or or like like it's supposed to be again, like for pardon power, it's supposed to be where they're supposed to like go to. I forget the specific group in the White House that they're supposed to go through, but they're supposed to like dissect what happened with that person. Um, is it actually reasonable that they get a pardon because like our criminal 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 justice system actually fucked fucked up in that point but that didn't happen right. with trump trump was just like oh Mueller report uh nah pardon nah pardon nah pardon nah like like that's what happened like there was no oversight like there was no you know fact checking or nothing it was just like oh my cronies i got you my g like yeah yeah and uh you know, he he did turn his name into an international brand. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. there were Trump properties all over the world. But uh, as a businessman prior to this election, he was kind of a joke. Um, I'm sure his brand is worth hundreds of millions of dollars more than it was. I mean, him mm-hmm. and some of those cronies are going to continue to make money. And most of that money is going to be raised outside of America because – uh, you know, there's the few people in, in some of the red states and some of the red state kind of businesses that'll continue to support him and maybe even uh, push him towards an election in 2024. But um, a lot of the kind of backdoor dealing and things is going to come from uh, outside of this country. And that's, I think, where you're going to see uh, a lot of the moves that the Trump family is going to make. And, um, you know, these people that declare themselves patriots and Americans first and all this stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next five years, none of the people with the last name Trump live in the United States, you know, Mm -hmm. not that it's 
like a problem to go abroad, but there's going to be some like clear kind of uh, previous backdoor kind of how they got what they got, what they needed when he was president. And, you know, now all of a sudden he lives in a mansion in their country uh, type stuff. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what comes to light when Biden gets there. Um, You know, it's, it's crazy, you know? And I mean, the, the presidency is a wild position, man. And I mean, we've had yeah. some wild characters take it. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, Nixon having to resign, um, you know, uh, the Reagan era being tone deaf to what was going on in America in the 80s. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. You know, George Bush taking us into two wars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy position you know even the guys like obama who we support and you know had a lot of good things and actually awakened a lot of you know positive momentum at least in just the dialogue and the representation of the role Mm -hmm. but even he you know the the bombing campaigns uh utilizing drones Mm -hmm. and you know uh the backdoor finance deals that kind of saved some of the banks but didn't save all of them that Mm -hmm. was kind of a continuation of the tarp deal you know um it it, you know, it, it it's really just a role to 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 seek disappointment in in our leader, whoever ends up taking it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, unless a guy like Bernie or or an AOC type that just comes down and and not to burn it all down, but can actually get in there and like press, 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 press towards uh, real new liberal change and idealism. Uh, we're just gonna keep seeing the same old bullshit. You know, yeah, so yeah, no, uh, I, I really hope. Uh, oh no, I yeah. was gonna say I really hope that um either like I hope there's an impeachment and removal like a- ASAP because honestly I don't want to hear fucking shit about Trump running again in 2024. You should not. Right. Who the fuck are you to even allow that, America? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, I mean, when I thought it was just going to be Trump was going to, like, you know, be on his bullshit saying this rhetoric, and, I mean, maybe I was naive to think that words wouldn't have consequences, right? But then, like, he was going to go out to the point where it was all like, what were we going to do with all the shit that he's done in the last four years? But at this point, after inciting a terrorist attack, and you're going to say, and you're going to take seriously to let this man run in 2024... What are you smoking? And I don't want any of that, please. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, and I mean, just because it's been uh, so long, uh, I don't really want to uh, stray the, the the topic too much this week. Uh, you know, uh, I hope everyone had a, a good holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, did you uh, did you manage to avoid uh, Little Drummer Boy and Last Christmas? Or Fuck no. So how? I'm home. I don't go anywhere. I'm so bad at this. All right, all right, all, all right, podcast listeners. Um, anyway, like, so let me see. Uh, what happened? I, the first, well, I heard the little drummer boy because every Sunday I play quiz uh, with our science correspondent Nick and his lovely wife Liz. Um, and and then she was like, and I'm gonna play Christmas music, and I'm like, are you gonna make sure you're not gonna pick anything that's gonna take out all the challenges? And like two weeks prior, she assured me she wouldn't, right? And then, and then we get the little drummer boy, and I'm just like, <laughs> 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 
do this? Why? And then how did you end up? So at that point, did you just like toss your hat in and start playing Last Christmas over and over? Okay, so so Last Christmas was a little bit more of a serendipity thing because I love listening to a podcast called uh, Switch On Switched On Pop. Right. And then I said, I talked to my Google device and then it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to play this. And then it was all like, oh, yeah, we're going to go over last Christmas. And I'm like, all right, fine, I'll lose. (laughs) 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 So that one was on me. (laughs) For the record, I once again, second year in a row, did not hear either song. And you work Uh, in a hospital. I I work in a hospital. (laughs) I think... I don't know. At one point, someone was playing some Christmas music, but it definitely didn't hit uh, Little Drummer Boy. And then I, I only went shopping twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I went shopping once at Target and then once at Ross. And then I ordered a bunch of stuff online. So you're not going to you're not going to hear it while you're shopping online. And uh, and so, yeah, somehow I got through it and I didn't even recognize it until a few days before New Year's. Uh, I was like, man, we got to get a pod going. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to tell Chess that I somehow avoided <laughs> Little Drummer Boy and Last Christmas again. So, right. uh, yeah, next year I should just wear like a, like a GoPro everywhere I go just to have like proof point uh, for my, yeah, it's going to be the, the most boring documentary on Netflix. It's going to be... <laughs> Uh, how one man avoids drummer boy in last christmas uh but yeah i just hope everyone enjoyed their holidays you know christmas kwanzaa hanukkah uh, if you're non-religious and you just enjoy the passing of time changing of the calendar the new year uh you know uh i know it was a tough one not being able to necessarily congregate with friends and family and if you did Mm -hmm. i hope you were safe and and wore masks and, and protected grandma and uh and you know uh like i said earlier you can you can listen to this podcast we have 98 previous episodes and on there you can find me interrupting with a a whole bunch of random activities you can go find yourself and do so if you're really looking for an interruption that's fun to this show go ahead and listen to a another episode uh this time i'm just interrupting with uh, a little bit of holiday congratulations and cheers and uh and let's uh Let's look forward here in 2021 to put in the good work and uh, let's let's like I said, you know, let's be the manager at, uh, at Quiznos who's who's came in on the on the early shift while you're working and know that uh, every day is an opportunity to learn. You know, you might use the slicer. You might put the mayonnaise on the bread the same way. It doesn't matter. Every day is a new opportunity to learn. There are things you can grow on and uh, we're going to be the best darn workers at Quiznos Quiznos has ever seen here in 2021. Uh, that being said, I don't know how many people work at Quiznos. I don't even know if they still exist. They so maybe do. it's a good one. I mean, I love uh, Quiznos. Like, but just start doing regional ones. I'm like Blimpies. If you're, Blimpies. If you're sitting there at the counter at Blimpies. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if you're hey for our up there north listeners, if you're uh, behind the counter at a Tim Hortons. Yay! Uh, Yo, let me get them Tim maple kid. bars to the maple leaves. Uh, just know that. Uh, you can grow too. Um, shout out to Canadian listeners. Uh, Chess, we're 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 coming around the bend to the end of the show here. Uh, what are what are some uh, Chazisms or uh, random musings, and uh, and what what can we do to bring it on home? 
I mean, I don't have much else to say. Um, what I said then, like, hopefully our 100th episode will be done to bring in uh, Biden into the presidency. Yeah, <coughs> and uh, let's work. Well, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll make it a little longer episode. Maybe we'll get a couple guests lined up. Yeah, um, yes. you know, Start. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, I'm vaccinated, so maybe I could I could host somebody here, and as long as uh, we're wearing. You know, separation. I, I got a long cable on this uh, on this mic, so I can I can keep them away. <laughs> uh, we might we might be able to do something. We can get a, can get a few people in here, so we're not uh, too deep on the zooms. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I yep. Congratulations to Biden, and uh, and uh-huh. I hope everyone who lives in DC is safe. And and sorry for the uh, the commotion yesterday. And um, you know, it's uh. It's a good day to 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 be an American who who wants much better for our country than what we saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, Indeed. Uh, with that, I guess I'll tell you all. You can download this show at howyouliving.com. Maybe that's where you found this. Maybe you're listening to us on Spotify. Give us a rate and review. Give us a thumbs up. Send us an email if you'd like directly to the show at hylbox at gmail.com. That's hylbox at gmail.com. If you want to get at me, I'm on the Twitter sphere about once a month. You can hit me up at C Town Mayor. That's S E A T O W N M A Y O R. I'm helping your municipality on the coast. Chaz, how can they get a hold of you? It's 2021 and things are different. Chaz actually knows where he is on the interwebs now because I don't, I didn't do much back in like, like ever. <laughs> Right, like I got back into my TikTok holes and I've been on Twitter a little bit more. And I've been on Instagram, and I am at Chaz underscore Baz. That's one Z in the Chaz, two Zs in the Baz. You can find me there doing my thing. I'm going to try to be more, um, definitely not just more politically engaged, because I feel like I started this podcast uh, with you, Mikkel, to be more politically engaged. Now, in 2021, I need to actually be, like, actually be like an activist like be actually not someone just that not just goes out and marches and things like that but goes out and tries to see where the political where i in the political sphere can actually invoke change and work with other people in coalitions to help invoke that I mean, change if this was so. if this was college we'd be going into our graduate year that's we, true uh, you know we're, se- we're seniors <laughs> so you know, we got to start working towards grad work. You know, what's your thesis going to be? Right. Yeah. So, Ooh, that's uh, a good way to four years it. into it. Um, and always, you know, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Um, and uh, I know the show we're we're a little hit or miss on the schedule. Um, you gotta you gotta give some of that credit to the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Chaz and I haven't been in the same room together. <laughs> I think we we've seen each other twice mm-hmm. in the course of this entire year. Yup. So. Um, you know, we're going to hopefully get uh, the vaccine out to everybody and uh, hopefully we'll get the numbers down and, and we can share uh, space in a room together. And uh, we'll start bringing this show out a little more consistently to you folks here in 2021. Indeed. Uh, as always, Chaz, I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on <laughs> your program. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> as always, uh, we love you guys. and uh, We out. Peace. Peace. No pop. Well, they misformed. I got a hundred K in my pocket. I be outside tone carving with young niggas shooting like hard. Beg your pardon. I just put the paddock on the throwaway. Shout out to try to take a nigga solo away. Beg your pardon. Big body.
Body roll, give me roll race, swerving in an Aston Martin. Nigga, beg your pardon. Her spot said I want pop. When they miss form, I got it on the camera, I pack it. I be outside, told Carver with them young niggas, she was like.